Like a mountain range, I realized life offers surprising views at every turn. Although the best views can be found on the peaks, it is valleys that offer the most opportunities for growth and development. In valleys, we farm, build roads, and formulate our visions for reaching ever higher. In valleys, we develop resilience and cultivate hope. This is Peerpath, a podcast devoted to bringing ambitious humans together, making connections and sharing stories about one's path in life. Our mission is to inspire, to educate and empower you through open dialogue and candid conversations with extraordinary individuals. Each week, you will hear from peers and leaders in their field. In this week's episode on Peer Path, I'm going to try something different and begin a three-part series that shares some of my experience with you that I feel would add value to anyone living through what might feel like the most important years of your life. Today, you will hear part one in this three-part series. But before we get into this week's episode, I'm excited to share with you Peer Path Podcast is proud to announce our sponsorship and collaboration with William Wood Watches. William Wood Watches are a UK-based company that make luxury affordable. With their original eye-catching watches designed with rich detail and an original story within every watch. Made from 100% upcycled UK fire service equipment used in the last 10 years and a melted down 1920s brass firefighting helmet, there is history in every watch. Carry the spirit of a hero on your wrist. William Wood Watches has been featured in the Times Magazine, Forbes, GQ and many others with five-star reviews on Trustpilot and the most welcoming customer care you will ever receive. Their Valiant collection is the most stunning watch you will find and to get one of these stunning watches, head over to williamwoodwatches.com and use code PEERPATH5, that's PEERPATH5 to get 5% off everything in the online store. So get something special and go to williamwoodwatches.com and use code PEERPATH5, that's PEERPATH5 at checkout to get 5% off of everything. A percentage of your purchase goes towards helping the firefighters charity. They support operational men and women in the fire service and their families in the UK and across the world. So go and get a piece of firefighting history, stand out from the crowd and own a simply stunning watch for yourself or as an amazing gift for someone you admire. Check out the watches at williamwoodwatches.com. Use code PEERPATH5. That's PEERPATH5 at checkout and get 5% off of everything today. Now let's get into this week's episode and I hope you get a lot of value. I can't wait for you to listen. So let's get into it. And remember, PEERPATH podcast is best listened to on the move because motion creates emotion. In part one of this three-part series, I hope to create value by sharing my experience with you. You who are living through what might feel like the most important year of your life so far. Success is not a straight line. You are at an important stage in your life and you will go through many ups and downs. I once read a book written by a lady named Ping Fu 
a Chinese-American entrepreneur who was one of the first pioneers in commercial 3D printing. The book's titled Bend, Not Break, and it gave me a whole new perspective on success. I won't go into the details as I'll link the book in the show notes and you can read it for yourself. But there is one lesson I learned out of the many I took from her story, and it was this. Like a mountain range, I realized life offers surprising views at every turn. Although the best views can be found on the peaks, it is valleys that offer the most opportunities for growth and development. In valleys, we farm, build roads, and formulate our visions for reaching ever higher. In valleys, we develop resilience and cultivate hope. In the last 12 months have been immensely challenging, feeling like less of a valley and more of a ditch. And yet for me, this year has brought more opportunities for growth than ever before. And I want to share with you over the next few episodes in between conversations with guest speakers, some of the experiences that got me to who I am today that hopefully illustrate how the valleys are just as important as the peaks. I got my first full-time job in investment banking in 2007 as a securities analyst through the help of a family friend. Now, I had wanted this job ever since I was 16 when I decided I was going to be a trader in the financial markets. Now, I wasn't great in school, but I was good with numbers in my head, and I went out of my way to study the markets, and during my sixth form, which is the last year of two of your last years in school in the UK, for me, it was the last year anyway, as I wasn't accepted back into the second year, unless I took the first year all over again, which reluctantly I did before dropping out anyway, due to the fact it felt like Groundhog Day. Deja vu. I was doing the same thing over and over. So I'd sent many letters to human resources departments during that time and heads of trading desks asking for an internship before I managed to land my first job. Like Les Brown says, it is better to be prepared for an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. I was ecstatic to get the position and couldn't believe my luck. But I worked hard and the way I learned things is by doing. So I knew it would work out in the end by simply learning on the job as I went. I think I was the youngest full-time employee in the bank, having just turned 18 at the time. Remember, this was 2007. So the first year went great with prospects for promotion and all of that good stuff. But then 2008 hit, the financial crisis. I remember vividly the day Lehman Brothers collapsed. I worked on the 10th floor in an office on Bank Street in Canary Wharf, and it was just above a floor on the layman's building to our left on the same street. And I could see hundreds of white shirts pressed up against the windows that lunchtime. Hundreds of people all on the same floor, receiving the same news that they had lost their jobs. As devastating and as shocking as it must have been for them, That night, I remember, was one of the best nights out as everyone took to the bars to drown their sorrows. Unfortunately, I was safe, as my role in the bank was critical and our company was luckily mostly unaffected due to the nature of our business. But this changed everything for the industry. There were no more big promotions, no more happy bankers, and no more nights out on expenses. Sadly, 
my manager's wife died of cancer around that time too. So the mood was very sombre on our team. I worked for another two years in this role until an opportunity came up to move onto the trading floor. This was it. This was my moment to take the next step. What's hard to believe is that also around that time, my manager's daughter was found to have cancer too. This is the same manager whose wife had died and this made it incredibly difficult to make the move as I needed approvals and I was due to have conversations with him around how we would do this. So you can imagine I felt selfish and conflicted about whether to stay or not, but my team leader urged me to go ahead and that he would sign the approvals instead. And I did have my manager's full backing. It's just that he wasn't around to tell me as he had other more important things to deal with, which made sense. So around that time, I received news. A good friend from school had also died of cancer and he was my age. I didn't think anyone my age would have their life taken so soon. And with so much bad news at the time, rather than get down, it actually made me realize I had to take this opportunity. So what seemed like a dream move actually turned out to be a nightmare. I didn't get on well with the new team. Let's just say we didn't get we didn't agree on how, th how to do things. I was young, naive, and keen to do things better. That's how I saw them. Whereas they were set in their ways, but their ways worked, and I was blindly arguing my case when I didn't know any better, is how they saw it. My dad always talked to me to talk about things. So I walked down to the stairs from the top floor, down to the 10th floor, back to my old team, and spoke to my team leader about what was happening. Now he was a great listener and really took the time to listen to what I was saying and to help me out. But after three months of struggling, I finally had a standoff with my new manager and it all came to a head. My previous team leader got involved and fortunately we brokered a peace. But it took a lot for me to admit that I was wrong in my behavior and for them too. But we agreed to change our ways and make it work. A lesson I learned here was to always speak your truth. Tell people how you feel about something, how it could be improved and how you can help. But there are ways to communicate these thoughts and feelings in a way that is understood and accepted. The way I tried to tell people didn't work because I was not listening to the other person. So bring outside help in if needed and listen before you share what's on your mind. Now, things went smoothly after that, and I actually became good friends with them all. Whilst I was working on the trading floor with the people doing what I had always dreamed of doing, I realized these people were unhappy. They looked tired, always complained, and yet turned up every day at 6 a.m. in their Aston Martins in their reserved parking spots in the basement of the tower. They made the big bucks and yet weren't satisfied. They actually enjoyed trading, I found, but it was the environment, the company, and the culture that seemed to get them down. This blew my mind. But by now, I was feeling the effects of almost four years working in a cubicle, crunching away for hours every day with no idea how I was contributing to the outside world or any sign of a pay rise and promotion because we were still reeling from the financial crisis even three years on. One day I was walking to the vaults to drop off a share certificate and I noticed we had a library in the section on the floor. 
I'd never seen it before and it was more of a single bookshelf than a library, barely used and unkept, with books jotting out at random. But I stopped there on my way back from the vault and had a browse through. At the time I was feeling pretty low, I had lost interest in my job, so I wasn't really looking for anything that was on banking, which was most of the library, but one section stood out, personal development. This sounds interesting. I thought and found the smallest book I could find to get away with reading while I was there before heading back to my cubicle. That book was titled, Who Moved My Cheese? And again, I'll put this in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. And the cheese was a metaphor for what you want to have in life. Whether it's a good job, a loving relationship, money or a possession, health or spiritual peace of mind. And there were two characters in it who were both looking for their cheese. I demolished that book in under an hour, completely forgetting the time I was there. But it changed my life. Sometimes all it takes is for one perspective, one book, one conversation, one soundbite, one sentence to be heard or read, and it will cause a change in our mind that sets off a chain reaction of events. This book did that for me. I realized I had stopped looking for my cheese when I found out that trading wasn't all I hoped it was. First of all, that was devastating for me to realize, but actually it cleared space in my mind so that I could set off in search of my new cheese. Having worked since the moment I left school, laboring before I got my job in banking, I wanted to see what else was out there, get some of that life experience. People go to university and say they got life skills as well as the education that they received. And some people will say you get more from working on the job. And I've, I kind of felt that way, but I also felt there was more out there. Either way, I wanted to go out into the world beyond my cubicle. I thought I'm going to quit this job and go and travel the world. That's the end of part one. I hope you got some value from it and look forward to seeing you the week after next for part two. Remember to check out williamwoodwatches.com and stay tuned because we've got some amazing conversations coming up with some incredible business leaders, entrepreneurs, founders, and just some generally cool people who are leaders in their field who I'm sure you will get a lot of value in listening to. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Subscribe, like, leave a review. Let me know how you're finding it and I look forward to seeing you next week. Oh,